Welcome to another Inside Lyme podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Cameron. In tonight's episode, Dr. Cameron will be discussing the case of a 65-year-old woman with abdominal pain, ileus, and constipation due to Lyme disease. Doctors initially suspected a stroke or a herpes infection. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening to you, Darlene. So this is an interesting case. Can you can you tell us um, how the woman first presented to the, the emergency room? She was 65. Um, her history mainly was that she had breast cancer, estrogen receptor positive breast cancer. And now she comes in with a paralysis of her seventh nerve. We often refer to as Bell's palsy. They at that point uh, thought with a breast cancer history, out of uh, concern for her, they uh, suspected that she might have a stroke. So they had, went ahead in the ER and did a CAT scan of the brain and an MRI of the brain, and there was no evidence of a stroke. Likely, there was no evidence of a tumor also because someone with breast cancer is always concerned with a tumor, and that, that wasn't mentioned on the CAT scan or the MRI. One week, actually, one week prior to coming into the uh, the emergency room, she had uh, burning back pain, right, in her uh, radiating to the abdomen, and she had complained of having constipation for several months. So she had some issues going on for a little while. You know, there's always some symptoms that you look back on. You know, the months of constipation probably doesn't really tell us too much. On close inspection it's not always clear what is that burning back pain going to the stomach mean and why did it get worse? Then you start looking at, for another diagnosis. In this case, they decided, oh, maybe it was herpes zoster. So they gave an antiviral medication thinking, no, it wasn't a stroke, but maybe it's herpes. Somehow during the hospitalization. They seemed to ask a few more questions. She had been working in the backyard, was exposed to wooded areas, and she had a rash on her stomach 11 days before being admitted to the hospital. So they didn't learn about the rash until they until a little bit further into the evaluation, until they questioned her a little more thoroughly. Well, that often happens uh, um, that the story builds, especially when they realize it wasn't stroke or it may not have been a virus. And, and so uh, it isn't clear from the way it's written is exactly when uh, they started looking at it from a Lyme perspective. So they ordered some Lyme disease tests and they were able to have antibodies to Lyme disease uh, by IgG and IgM. And they did one more thing. Uh, they did a spinal tap and that was positive for Lyme disease. The doctors... Uh, elected to treat her for Lyme disease with oral doxycycline. Now she had some additional issues though, even after the treatment, right? That the, the uh, physicians looked into? Yeah, they, the story got more complicated because um, remember they had that uh, nonspecific burning pain and it went to the stomach when she first came in. And um, that had been around for a few days, but now she had diffuse abdominal pain, abdominal distension, and that constipation she had got worse. 
So given there was so much going on in the stomach, uh, they elected to do more tests. So they found uh, what was called mild ileus. Now ileus is a kind of a nonspecific inflammation of the colon where on x-ray you see a lot of air and it doesn't seem to be moving right. And they um, tend to look for obstruction, some kind of tumor or some kind of twisting of the colons, maybe some kind of abscess. Could Lyme then cause the inflammation that they're seeing? It's not clear um, what the mechanism was because they know quite a bit about So in the literature, according to these authors, there has been pseudo-obstruction, constipation, uh, something called back pain that goes down into the stomach. Uh, Some people call it Bandler syndrome. There's autonomic dysfunction that goes to the stomach. So it's not surprising and not new that when you have Lyme disease, the stomach is involved. In my practice, I often see something that looks like autonomic dysfunction. You know, we always think of autonomic dysfunction as affecting the ability to stand up and orthostatic changes when you stand up. But the autonomic dysfunction often affects the stomach. And so that's that's what I see. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the cause of the woman's uh, uh, week or so of stomach troubles. In fact, this case, it was bad enough to get a, a big workup by the gastroenterologist. What are some of the presentations um, for a, the abdominal problems that you see in patients? Yeah, what I often see in uh, ill-defined stomach pain, uh, something that reminds of irritable bowel syndrome, uh, they don't have any uh, findings on x-rays or ultrasounds, uh, but they often have enough discomfort to go to a gastroenterologist. Uh, There's something called gastroparesis where the stomach just isn't functioning right. Uh, I see some people where the discomfort seems to be similar to like SIBO or leaky gut syndrome. I just find that if I'm seeing somebody with autonomic dysfunction of the stomach, I take an antibiotic and you'd be surprised how often the stomach is one of the first things to get better. Now, I usually start out with relatively low dose of antibiotics to try to get control over the infection. So I take it slow if I see stomach problems. I can also mention that these autonomic issues seem more powerful in uh, children and adolescents. Uh, They're often um, the first thing a parent notices, that the child isn't eating or child has some stomach problems. Uh, in fact, uh, POTS, which is a positional orthostatic tachycardia, is an autonomic issue, and this gut issue is autonomic. So, what do you, what do you think the uh, strong takeaway is from this case report? At least keep Lyme disease as a possibility in someone with unexplained uh, stomach troubles. Well, thank you so much for speaking about this topic. It's it's interesting. A few other case reports are featured on your in your blogs on your website for listeners to go if they want to read about some other cases involving abdominal pain and Lyme disease. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Stay tuned for another Inside Lyme podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell.